Hello, everyone. This is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven. And today we have a very exciting interview to share with Whoa, you guys. My voice is so low this morning. This is morning podcasting. Mm, yeah, it's like um, it's like NPR. It's like jazz hour. I know. <laughs> yeah. My voice doesn't sound like this because it's the morning. My voice sounds like this because it's springtime. Oh, yeah. Thanks, I, When I was in college, my buddy and I did a radio show, um, and we pitched doing a jazz hour. Um, I knew more about jazz than he did, no disrespect, but yeah, it would have been fun, and it I would have definitely fun. used this voice right here. Well, it was a super early morning show, mm -hmm. so that would have been perfect. Coming up on the Parks Academy. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But for real, um, we have a lot of exciting things happening today. Uh, we have, as you, as you have undoubtedly seen in the uh, title of the episode, we are so fortunate to have Brett Iwin on the show with us, the fourth voice of Mickey Mouse, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. Um, and uh, we're just really excited to share this interview that we did with him. It was so much fun. So good. This was one of my favorite episodes so far. It was so and I sounded like this, so you'll not hear me speaking a lot because I didn't want to. I know. Didn't want to sound sick on the show, but I couldn't miss and, it, and, and you the, guys don't want to miss it either. Yep. It's it's so amazing. In the pre-show, we were talking to him about um, how Paige was very on the fence about whether or not she was going to be on the episode because her she just was like coughing a lot that day, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, if you want to talk about weird, you know, throat sounds, I'm a voice actor. Like I constantly have to be like, you know." Uh, clearing, coughing, my throat, clearing my throat, right, and right. making weird noises in the studio and stuff. So, yep, so I, it was I'm great. So excited to share this episode. He was just such a pleasure. Um, what are you excited about this week? What I'm excited about this week is one, I wish we were in Walt Disney World this week for the kickoff of Disney's Animal Kingdom 25th anniversary. Yes. Um, yes. That. As you guys know, our listeners know that Animal Kingdom is by far my favorite park. Um, we had Earth Day this weekend, um, and that kicks off, you know, the Animal Kingdom anniversary. But all of the things that are coming along with the Animal Kingdom 25th anniversary, the special signage, um, the new meet and greets, I saw there was a Moana meet and greet, which would just be to die for right now with our daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, I also saw that they had Turk and Jane from Tarzan, and how cute were they? That was so sweet. I saw Princess Ada. Yes, mm -hmm. there was so many, so many sweet meet and greets. So um, I'm so excited about this. I think it's so wonderful. You know, I love Earth Day. I love all the conservation celebrations and things, and it's really special that that always aligns with Animal Kingdom's anniversary. So um, I think it's such a special thing that we are now celebrating the 25th year of Disney's Animal Kingdom. That's really cool. I do wish we were going. Um, I saw they have a Disney, Shop Disney released a really cute pin set for I it. I will most I think, definitely be purchasing yeah, those for my we collection. Should, we should get it for sure. It's really cool. Um, I am excited about for this week um, something very different than what I normally would be excited about, but our house has been um, drinking Vampirina out of a fire hose. <laughs> And um, I'm, I've just fallen head over heels for the show. Our daughter loves it. And <clears throat> sometimes she'll be like, I want to watch. She doesn't really talk like this, but she'll be like, hey, dad, I want to watch Moana. Or can we please put on Minnie Mouse? Usually it sounds something more like Mo. Mo or Min. Or Min. Or something. But anyways, I'm like, no, we're going to watch Vampirina today because, you know, daddy likes it. Um, anyway, it's such a good show. And um, I just want to give a shout out to my, to my guy, Edgar Peopleson. Um, the little brother who like has a vlog series and all he's trying to do in the whole show is catch monsters. Yes. But like Vampirina and his sister Poppy and everyone are trying to like thwart him at every angle so he doesn't see that they have um, like, you know. That uh, they're actually vampires. Right. And they have like carnivorous plants in their house. and That they have they a have, werewolf as know, a pet. Chef Remy Bones, a wolfie and ghosts and Wanda Sykes as a gargoyle. Um, it's just such a fun, wholesome, good show, and uh, they have so many cool voice actors on it. Uh, speaking of <clears throat> what we're doing today, um, like the mom, um, Oksana Hauntley, is is Lorelai Gilmore, or I know Lauren Graham. Um, I know James Vanderbeek is the uh, the dad. Like I said, Wanda Sykes is in it. Um, it's just a really 
Real, oh, uh, Mitchell Whitfield, um, uh, you know, who's just a, a, a extremely famous voice actor. Um, anyway, we've got all these great people, and uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. So uh, we were watching an episode last night where they had like this um, band from Transylvania come. Oh yeah, and um, they were like Vampirina was like looking at their guitars and so impressed with it, and one of the uh, one of the the band member, she goes, do you play guitar? And Vampirina goes, no, but I play a little spookulele. And I was like, sign me up. I need it. I love this show. So cute. So. We should reach out to some of those voice actors. That'd be so fun. If we got Wanda Sykes on the show, all I would want to do is talk to her about Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> um, and how she just constantly gives uh, uh, um, uh, Larry David the business. And I would want to talk to Lauren Graham about Gilmore Girls for sure. Lorelai's my favorite uh, character on that show. And her um, resurgence as the Mighty Ducks mom. Yes. You know? Yes. That show is actually really good. I really enjoy that show. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. So Lauren Graham, if you're listening. That'd be wild if she was, you know? I think I wonder. That'd be awesome. Um, Yeah, that'd be cool. So anyway, uh, I had one thing that I, I want to throw out into the universe because I'm thinking about it <clears throat> and uh, I, I wish we would have asked. So I know Brett's going to be listening to this. Um, so I'm going to need him to like text me or email me his answer. But in the future, when we ask our guests like questions about themselves, you know, favorite parks, rides, I need to know what everyone's Disney plus icon is. Um, and I, I just, I really am curious about that. I think that'd be a really fun topic to ask people. I think that's a fun, low stakes question that tells mm -hmm. like of the choices. Yeah. So there's not everybody. And one little right. beef that I have with Disney plus is. It has all of these people from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and no Captain America. Yeah, I, I would honestly give Disney Plus a C- minus for their selection of avatars. Like, can I just say there's two different Scarlet Witches? Which is not, I'm not complaining. And no Captain America, who mm -hmm. is one of the main Avengers. I know, it's... um. I don't understand. I just don't understand, it's like, who picked these? Yeah, see, seriously, C minus to them for it. Yeah. Like, they have, they could use every single person. All of that to um, say, I do actually have Scarlet Witch. Yes, you as do. my, the one of her in WandaVision at the end. Right, well, with her Scarlet Witch, like, correct. Out front, right? The actual not, Scarlet not Witch. Not as her, um, not her on Halloween. Why am I forgetting her name? No, no, it's, it's her as, it's not her, is it her on Halloween or is it I her, think it's her in, on like, Halloween. her hoodie and stuff? I thought it was her on Halloween. I think it's her We'll hoodie. have to check. It's, I'm pretty sure it's her hoodie or something. Just her as her as the mom? No, I think it's just her as Wanda. Okay. But anyway. We'll confirm um, this. Yeah. So yours, you have Scarlet Witch. I have Mando because I'm a sucker for that. Um, anyway, that'd be fun. Uh, before we jump into the interview, I just wanted to quickly shout out and say thank you to our sponsor, um, Deep Cut. Um, we'll talk about them more later in the show, of course, but you can check out their site and get 10% off your first order with code TPA10. Um, and also, we, we'd like to kind of mention, too, if you guys, uh, you know, would be willing to rate, review, and and, uh, and share some thoughts on the show, we will we'll certainly be reading them live. Um, but we don't want to waste uh, too much time here, uh, so we're going to jump right into our interview with Brett. Um, I don't feel like I need to give him too crazy of an introduction, because you guys know him, you love him as the voice of Mickey Mouse. So without further ado, here's our interview with Brett Iwin. Well, Brett, thank you so much for joining us on the Parks Academy. We are thrilled to have you here. Uh, the voice of Mickey Mouse himself, the fourth voice of Mickey in the history of Mickey. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much for taking time out of, I'm sure, your extremely busy schedule to join oh us. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm always happy to talk about all things Mickey, all things Disney, all things theme park. So, oh, boy, let's get going, everybody. That's awesome. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> on the fence about whether or not I want to show you my impression later and be judged by it. I think I might, but we're going to kind of, let's see, let's see what kind of friends we become and then and okay. we'll go from well, there. Well, I'll let you know I'm the least judgmental person you're ever going to meet. So I won't, I won't be too harsh. Awesome. Also, <laughs> I appreciate I'm, that. I'm an actor, so I know how to, you know. You know how to act like someone's good when they're not. Act like it's good when I'm thinking. Hmm. <laughs> Totally understandable. Well, listen, so we've done a lot of uh, just like research on other videos and interviews you've done like that. And so 
um, because there's a wealth of information about your, you know, talking to your dog as Mickey Mouse and getting a, an email that you thought might have been a joke, like all these things that, that we know about your story. I want to kind of steer clear of that kind of stuff because while it's interesting and I, I think that what you're doing is is great and how you got there is a really impressive story, uh, we focus on theme parks. And so what I, what I wanted to talk to you about, what Paige and I wanted to talk to you about is uh, basically just the Disney parks and uh, get your thoughts on them. Uh, some history about you going to the parks. I know you did that as a kid and stuff. Um, so if you're up for it, that's what we want to do. I love that. Like I said, huge parks fan. So um, I'm very excited. You know, it's I love telling my story and it doesn't get old, but um, I'm happy to talk about something different for a change. <laughs> I love that. Sweet. Okay, cool. So, uh, so you grew up in Pasadena, right? Yeah. Okay. So yes. obviously Southern Disneyland, California. Disneyland was your home park. Disneyland was my home park. I always joke that it was like in my backyard, even though as I've become an adult, I realize that it is nowhere near my backyard. It's, <laughs> right. It's about 32 miles away. It takes at minimum an hour to get there um, on a good day. Um, but as a kid, it really did feel like it was, you know, in my backyard because that was one of the most special weekends to have is when my dad would say, hey, you guys want to go to Disneyland? So yeah. yeah, very fortunate to grow up as close as I was. Yeah. That's cool. I grew up in, in the San Francisco area. Um, oh, and yeah. so I always was go, oh, yeah, Disneyland's my, my home park, even though I was a six, seven hour drive away. So I'll yeah. go. Tell me, do you remember what your first time was like going there as a kid? You know, I don't remember my first time, which is so sad. Um, I have a lot of pictures from some of my early visits, um, you know, me in a little stroller with Mickey's sunglasses and hat and eating popcorn. And so like, I clearly was having a good time. I think one of my earliest memories I have is um, was being terrified of the characters, actually. I remember being in New Orleans Square mm -hmm. with my mom um, and Winnie the Pooh was walking through and I was terrified of him. Now, back then, this was the <laughs> Winnie the Pooh that was like really big with the honeypot the on, honey his head, on his head, right, like the right. wobbly arms. Uh -huh. So to be fair, he wasn't the most cuddly, you know, version of himself. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just remember being really afraid of of him. Um, and uh, yeah, similarly, I remember when Star Tours had just recently opened up and, and Darth Vader and Stormtroopers were walking around. And that was a reoccurring nightmare for me that the, yeah. the, you know, the Empire had invaded my home and I was hiding from Darth Vader. So <laughs> to go to Disneyland, to be in Tomorrowland and see him walking around, I was like, oh, oh, crap. He, he's, yeah. he's found me. Um, we, so yeah, oddly, my, my first memories are, are, are being scared of things. I'm realizing. That's fair. Um, my first trip, I was like, I'm not going to say how old I was, uh, but my parents had to like convince me to go on every ride, not every ride, uh, but, like the bigger ones. Yeah. Cause I was like, I, I don't want to do this. And so they would have to kind of like, okay, listen, you know, grow up or get out. Um, and it was a lot yeah. of like easy ones like Splash Mountain or whatever. I'm like, I, I can't do it. There's no seatbelts. So, you know, being hey, scared of Disney is a real thing. And that's and Splash Mountain is not an easy ride. I mean, I just went no. on it last weekend and I, I went literally underwater um, and you forget that for some reason mm -hmm. you always forget. I'm like, oh, it's I was fine. You're not going to get that wet. Yeah. Um, but oddly enough, I, ha I, uh, I had brought my one of my oldest nieces um, who's seven and she's at the age where she's like she's she's aware of the things she doesn't want to go on. So before we go on a ride, she'd say, does it have a drop? Is, mm -hmm. it, a, is it a small, medium or big drop? Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, she was like, I, I'm learning that there are things that are scary, but the more I do them, the less afraid I am. And I was like, that's a, a big deal. And, and I wow. did say to her that I was like, you know, part of the fun of Disneyland is that, you know, some of these attractions are a little bit scary or they'll make mm -hmm. you a little bit nervous. And I was like, that's the fun because you know that it's all pretend it's imagination. And it's, and it's, you know, at the end, you might be a little bit scared, but it was, it was fun and worth it. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting to see a seven-year-old going through that. And and again, like, you know, like I just admitted, those are my first memories. It was like, this is like that nervous fun, right? That like yeah. a little anxious. Yeah. The only thing that makes me nervous now is like crowd sizes and feeling like I'm going to suffocate, <laughs> know. you know, as I'm trying That's to exit adult, a park. The adult problems. It goes from like how high is the drop to how many people am I going to be around? Right. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's really cool. Paige, actually, um, we were at... I don't remember which trip it was. I think it might have been early, early 2020 when you we do we was it Kylo Ren or Darth Vader that you were like, I don't know if I want to do this. It was Kylo Ren. He yeah. scared oh, the crap yeah. out of me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's and I'm not scared of characters, but he was 
he was like getting up in my face trying to bring me to the dark side and i was like no 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 yeah no no too much too much yeah yeah Yeah. how often um how often do you go to the parks now i mean is it because i know how you're you're obviously really busy doing what you're doing but do you get a chance to go to the parks a lot and if so like is it disneyland and disney world equally or what does that look like yeah, that's a great question. People always ask me, like, are you there all the time? They, mm-hmm. they, especially people who don't live in California, assume that because of my proximity to Disneyland, I must be there all the time. And, you know, when I first started 14 years ago, um, I was so excited because I was back in L.A., my, you know, my hometown of Southern California or home area. Mm-hmm. Uh, California is not a town, um, but I was back home and, and I, and so I had the opportunity to go to Disneyland again, which had kind of gotten away from me when we moved. Uh, I was in high school, we moved away. And I was like, one of the first things I was sad about was not being close to Disneyland. Right. Um, so yeah, I took advantage of that. I, I got down there as often as I could. Um, and then as you mentioned, my schedule has just gotten so busy and that's a great thing. I, I work a lot as, as Mickey, fortunately, you know, whether it's a TV show, a video game, an album, a toy, a, an advertisement, there's, mm-hmm. there's something all the time. Um, you know, so I'm in the studio pretty regularly throughout the week. Um, but fortunately if it's not going for fun, like I did this past weekend, I had a great family trip for fun, which mm-hmm. is probably the first time we've done that all year just going down for fun right um but on the on a pretty regularly i'm invited to different events um for you know special special events where i get to share my story or talk to to um uh, annual pass holders or whatnot so because of that i i would say i'm, I'm in the parks fairly frequently mm-hmm. um oddly enough i think i'm in walt disney world more than i'm at disneyland cool um yeah and and even though Disneyland is my home park and Walt's original and will all will always hold a special place in my heart, I've grown really fond of Walt Disney World. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like I'm truly on vacation when I'm there. You know, like when I'm at Disneyland, I'm having a, a ball. But at a certain point of the day, it hits me that I have to make my way back to the parking lot, get in the car, <laughs> and drive an hour to get home. And then yeah. and then I'm just. You know what? I'm over this. And then Walt it's Disney like World, it's like let me just hop on some transportation, get to my hotel right. room, and. Yep, exactly. And then you get home and you're like, oh, well, there's there's dishes in the sink now, you know? Yeah. That's what happened to me in Florida. Um, reality hits yeah. real hard when you walk in and your dogs are like hungry and, and you're ready to go to bed and they're ready to play. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. We uh, so a little bit of history of, of, of us here. Um, so, Paige, we, we live in the in the D.C. Baltimore area. Um, and so Paige grew up going to Walt Disney World. I grew up going to Disneyland. And so part of when we started our show was like, we both have vastly different experiences of growing up in different parks. Um, sure. So for us, it's been a lot of fun to kind of, you know, bounce things off of each other. And like she first went to Disneyland as an adult. I first went to Disney World as an adult. So we have like these different kind of ideas awesome. of, of what a park should be, how we feel like, you know, they 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 differ and and, and just the nostalgia of it all, you know. Because um, oh, we both have different nostalgia levels for parks, um, which yeah. is really, really kind of fun. But yeah, Disney World is a great time. It's yes. it's really awesome. You must have had a great it's, time doing a lot with the 50th, I'd imagine. The 50th was great um, because, you know, it was that weird transition period of the pandemic happening and kind of mm-hmm. going away and events coming back. Um, so I got to very early on partner with uh, Walt Disney World to be a part of the um, Fab 50 character statues. I'm probably butchering that name. It's like a lot of yeah. words, but you know, the statues that came out and I got mm-hmm. to be one of the first presenters to announce it. Um, so that was really fun, something awesome to do from home. But then when we finally had the press event and kicked it off, I was invited to be down there to to see the statue in person and do some press and um, some related interviews about that. So that was a lot of fun. It was cool. Yeah. And then you know, um, we just said goodbye to um, Enchantment at Magic Kingdom, the fireworks show right, that right. Um, two iterations and the second iteration of it, they brought Mickey in. Um, and so that was really exciting for me. That was like my first mainstream fireworks show. You know, I've done some mm-hmm. holiday uh, spectaculars like the Halloween. Mickey's Not So Scary has a Halloween show with Mickey in it. Um, but this was like the first big nighttime spectacular fireworks show at Magic Kingdom that I got to voice Mickey. in. so that was really cool to, to see. And I, I actually 
One of my last trips there coincided with the last night of it. So it was a really special moment oh, when we wow. got to watch it. Um, and unbeknownst to me, a lot of the team behind it was there in the same viewing area. Cool. Um, you know, I was with my husband, my brother and sister-in-law, and our nephew was there. Got to, it was his first trip to Disney World, so he got to see that. So it's just like a really cool oh. culmination of of all the 50th kind of, um, you know, celebrating all that was and everything we did. And, and now on to the next thing. So, well, yeah, so, yeah now, now on to like fun. Disney 100, right? I mean, there's like, <laughs> yeah. there's like, it's like a never ending celebration with these guys. <laughs> never ending celebration. Do you guys remember Disney parks having this many celebrations and anniversaries when you were growing up? Because no. I, I remember anniversaries were a big thing, but now it feels like there's no breathing room mm-hmm. in between. It's like, 50th 100th and you know i i've heard yep. that there's a lot of people confused like wait a second you you guys just turned 50 and now you're 100 is disneyland yeah. 100 yeah or is <laughs> magic kingdoms like what's going on it's yeah confusing yeah at this point i feel like we have to book our tickets for like the uh disney disneyland 100th anniversary and like you know 2054 is around the corner so i know <laughs> no i there was definitely not this many celebrations that i recall um i remember the disney 50th to a degree um yeah. I, I remember the 60th better i think that was the diamond one um that was the diamond yeah. yeah i remember yeah. that one better but yeah no the the 50th just felt like in disney world felt like it was just bigger than anything i'd ever seen before but i think that that also has to do with park growth and you know, uh, oh, yeah, the Absolutely. popularity of, of parks on social media and, you know, yeah. YouTube and, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, oh, so. it's it's a whole different world. I mean, as compared to just 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, just... it's it's nuts, but it's it's awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah. what, what's been one of your favorite projects that you've done in the past or that you've been able to do because as i was looking through like your imdb and 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 projects and stuff you've done um i was actually surprised at how many video games you've actually done like the list was kind of extensive um but even just with like you know the shorts and the film or the you know the films and tv shows and stuff um what's been one of your favorite projects that you've been able to work on yeah, you know, it's it's I'm getting to the point now because June will be 14 years for me, which is kind of crazy. I remember when I hit 10 years and thinking, you know, that that would never happen. And I at 10 and, you know, 14 is like 15 is around the corner. It's terrifying. Um, and I'm really curious. I, I wish I could go back and just count up how many projects I've done, because to your point, IMDb lists a lot that's not even the full thing, you know, right, like, I'm, not, right. I'm not, I'm not updating it. I know the studio's not, um, I don't know who is some very dedicated fans are like <laughs> updating it. Um, but I have no idea what the total number of things it is. You know, it's like, I probably, gosh, I, w- I would say it's probably close to, you know, 500 projects per year, you know, not Whoa. counting, wow. you know, plus episodes and whatnot. So the number gets up there. Um, and mm-hmm. because of that, it's really hard to keep track, honestly. Sure, sure. Um, everything I do is always exciting because it's a little bit different. You know, when you're doing a TV show, like right now we're in production on Mickey Mouse Funhouse's third season. And mm-hmm. that show's kind of like, it's hit its stride. It's established. We know what the cadence is, what the stories are like. And so you you somewhat have an idea of what to expect. Um, and the same could be said of every project I do as Mickey. Like I know Mickey's core character. I know his personality. I know how he's going to be portrayed most of the time in these projects, but every project is different. So, you know, I'll go in for a Disney on ice show update, or then the next day I'll go in for like today I'm going in for a corporate event. Um, oh, you know, just like a one-off corporate event. Um, I, I, I've done a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, the toys are always different. There's, you know, different toy companies are coming up with different technology that, you know, requires a different amount of work. Um, so that's been fun. I, I would say, though, probably two projects come to mind as like my favorite thus far. Um, and I've shared my story so many times and I've shared my love of Fantasmic. And so Fantasmic's always going to be that for me. Like yeah. getting to voice Mickey in Disneyland's Fantasmic was probably so far pinnacle of my career, just on a personal level, right? Full circle experience for me, getting to then update it for Walt Disney world at Hollywood studios. Mm -hmm. That was also very exciting. Um, just because I know how much people love that show. Yeah. I love that show. It's, it's like quintessential Disney magic to me. The other project though, that was really impactful. Um, it was, it was fun. It was, it was humbling, but it was really impactful for me and kind of like set a precedent for me in my career was, um, 
the Talking Mickey Project. And it's, it, it was called a bunch of different things when we worked on it. At one point, it was called Magic Words with Mickey. Um, I can't remember the exact title when it landed on Main Street in Magic Kingdom. But that was the experience where you could go meet Mickey, get your oh, yeah, photo, and yeah, yeah. talk to you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, without giving away too much of my involvement, I like to say I was Mickey's vocal coach for that project for a very long time, over a couple-year period. Um, we got to work with the team at Imagineering to, to, to figure out how Mickey was going to have those interactions. And so it took, it took a lot of time, um, mm-hmm. a lot of dedication from everyone involved. Um, but you know, it was, it was a true training ground for me in yeah. terms of improvisation, um, you know, just like really nailing down Mickey's core characteristics, um, but also, you know, that experience was totally different than, let's say, a, a castle show where Mickey's up, you know, doing the the, the big fanfare in front mm-hmm. of the castle because Mickey's playing a role. He's presenting. He's he's being the showman. But in those interactions, Mickey was really just having a one on one moment being your pal. Um, he, he was he was meeting you at wherever you were, whether that was excitement from the day exhaustion from the day mm-hmm. maybe feeling very emotional from the experience and so that broad breath you know broad breath and then range really was um yeah it just really informed a lot of how i you know i thought i already had a really good sense of who mickey was and then that just kind of solidified mm-hmm. it for me and i think that's the moment when mickey and brett kind of became super symbiotic cool. um because i realized how much I was influenced by Mickey as a character and a personality and then how much my Disney fandom and and my emotions behind that got to play a part in coaching Mickey through those interactions. So, um, yeah, I I get a lot of people who come and and share whether either they were on the team as cast members and, um, you know, just that dedication that it took, even just for the, you know, day to day cast members at, at Magic Kingdom was a lot and so it's really great to meet them and hear their experience with it but then also just guests who who remember it um one thing i thought was really funny is a lot of guest surveys they'd come out of that experience having just had a full-on conversation with mickey um say you want to take a picture and uh they'd leave and the the guest services would say now now was that different than any other experience like what what do you remember or what stood out to you the most and most often people wouldn't even acknowledge that he talked. It would be like, oh, it would just be like, well, it was really cool because he noticed my t-shirt or it was really cool because yeah. he, he likes Haunted Mansion too. They weren't saying being like, oh my gosh, Mickey just talked to me. It just felt you like know? a normal process, right? Like he's supposed it to talk to It was a normal process, which yeah. I thought was such a testament to the character of Mickey Mouse. And, you know, it's like most interactions people have with him at the parks, he's silent and pantomiming. Mm-hmm. But they're still connecting with him. Yeah. And then when you added the voice on top of it, it definitely made the experience better. Um, but you know, it was one more layer to the experience. But I can't say that people were, I guess, having a better experience. And and, and that's not to diminish that project, but it's to say that Mickey's Mickey is such a personal connection. Mm-hmm. with people right like um i always say mickey is the one mutual friend that we all have you walk into the room you don't know anybody but you're like oh you know mickey oh cool yeah, okay we right, can talk right. about that. Yeah. yeah and so it's just like it's really cool to be a part of some, a character and an experience like that project was that just really kind of um solidifies that personal connection that's this episode is brought to you by deep cut DeepCut are makers and purveyors of handcrafted, extremely high-quality record storage and displays, shelving, slip mats, coasters, and so much more. We love these guys. They're based out of Minnesota, and they've been sponsoring the show for some time now, but we've actually had DeepCut in our home for years. One of the first things that we got from them were actually our uh, flip record display shelves and their floating U-shelves that we just absolutely love. Uh, their U-shelves are beautiful. We have the walnut, uh, the walnut ones that are actually in our bedroom and hold some plants, some photo frames, uh, some books, things like that. And also we have their flip record display shelves in our sitting room uh, where our record player is and we have all of our favorite albums um, easily accessible and, and ready to see at any given time. Um, I, I can't really say enough about how much we, we really love Deep Cut. Um, they're such a great company. Their philosophy is quality and handcraftsman and handcrafted products first and uh, it's, it's just one of those places where when you when you get an when you get um uh, when you when you get your package when you get your stuff from deep cut you, you can just tell immediately when you pull it out like you can smell um you can smell the wood you can feel like the quality of it 
as you are um, as you're kind of uh, pulling everything out and taking a look at your new products. It's it's unbelievable, and frankly, it's it's unrivaled. Um, we have as the Parks Academy a very special promo code. You can use the code TPA10 at checkout, and you will get 10% off your first order at Deep Cut. Listen, guys, I, I, I really got to tell you, um, you can go ahead and apply this to anything um, from their brand new tabletop uh, record stand, which I highly recommend. Uh, their wall cubes, like I said, their, uh, their flip record display shelves, their amazing turntable coasters. And um, also, I love, I, I, I keep saying this, but I love their uh, floating new shelves. I'm such an advocate and, a, uh, and, and someone who um, just loves these products and will we'll, we'll tell it to everyone. I'm not saying this because they sponsor the show. I mean this. Um, we actually got their coasters not that long ago. And one of my favorite things about it is uh, that there's a detail in the middle of the record that says, listen to music the hard way. Um, again, I just, you know, their, their passion for quality and aesthetics and, and, and bringing forward a really great product is, is undeniable. So again, if you go to their website and you type in TPA10, you are going to get 10% off your first order. Thank you again so much to Deep Cut for sponsoring the show and being a part of the Parks Academy. And now back to the show. Really cool. Um, I would have to imagine, you know, obviously doing things like TV shows and video games can feel a little bit, uh, they have to feel a little bit distancing because you don't really see like our daughter, we have a 16 month old and uh-huh. uh, she hears your voice every single day. And so by proxy, so do we <laughs> um, like, uh, no, 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 it's good. Um, thank you. <laughs> she loves like Mickey Mouse Funhouse. She loves that show. Um, Clubhouse, obviously, but I do understand that uh, um, uh, Wayne voiced, I think, what, the first three seasons of that before? Uh, the first four, ooh, shoot, first three seasons. Yep, I came okay. on season four and five. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, the point is like she watches a ton of Mickey Mouse content. I think we watched the uh, yeah. that that latest uh, Mickey it Saves Christmas, that really amazing stop motion like yeah. animation one that, that came out this year we watched that almost every morning during december Aww. um and so you know you don't but you but you don't get to see that right so i'd have to imagine that like going to the parks and seeing people light up when they hear you know your voice in phantasmic or that interaction with a character or um yeah. you know just that personal touch it has to it has to mean so much and I, I would imagine that you know just speaking from the perspective of parks that has to be a huge deal to be able to see people um be so affected by something that you do for work you know yeah you know and 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 similar to your last question a lot of people always ask me like what's your favorite thing to work on and i all Mm -hmm. i've said from the very beginning the theme park projects are my favorite yeah one because i'm a huge theme park fan but two exactly what you just pinpointed you know where people are always surprised sometimes how quickly our part is done you know like let's say mickey saves christmas i think i had three sessions for that so right. I did one main recording session for it. I did one main music session for it. And then I probably came back and did a few pickup lines. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my my part was done fairly quickly considering all the other work that went behind it. And when we're doing it, we're there with the directors, but we're not there with cast members. We're not right. there with an audience. So you don't get that interaction. But mm-hmm. And the same goes for recording stuff for the theme parks. We don't see it. But how mm-hmm. great is it then that we get to go to the theme parks? Yeah. You know, on my last visit, I made sure to go see the 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 opening... Again, I'm terrible with the the titles of them, but the, the opening castle show at the start of yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. And it is really cool to see, you know, please welcome Mickey and Minnie. And they come yeah. out and people go crazy. And then Mickey says this first line, oh boy, welcome everybody. And you see how excited they are. I think at the end, he's like, what are you waiting for? Let's get going. And everyone runs mm-hmm. off. And I'm like, that's yeah. so cool because I get to see how excited people are, you know? And I just kind of sit mm-hmm. there quietly like, usually behind sunglasses, <laughs> trying not to, to tear up because yeah. I still get very emotional with these right. things, um, especially if family is ever involved. Like, ugh, that's the worst for me. Well, like, and I'd have to imagine, too, I mean, you don't, like, own Mickey Mouse, even though you're the voice, right? Like, I'd have to imagine for you, too, no. it feels, like, so beyond you, right? Um, Absolutely. Whereas, like, I mean, because the voice is so iconic and so recognizable, um, it's like no one really looks at that and like, oh, that's Brad or that was Wayne or it's kind of hard not yeah. to differentiate Mickey in like the 20s from Walt, of course, because it's so sure. his voice was so specific and it, that's like what it was. But yeah, I yeah. mean, when you like hear Mickey Mouse's voice, you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty much Walt Disney, right? Like because yeah. they are yeah. like they're so synonymous with each other. Um, So it has yeah. to be kind of a cool feeling too to um see that and realize that you're a part of frankly like a a worldwide phenomenon that means so much to so many people 
Yeah, I think for me, it's it's the realization that it, I get to play. I always say I get to play a very small part in such an amazing legacy, um, you know, because I, as you've mentioned, you've heard my story before. And I always say, you know, I wasn't a voice actor. I wasn't somebody who was mm -hmm. looking to be in entertainment. Um, and but when the opportunity came to potentially play a role with Mickey, there was no question that I was going to audition. Um, just because I, I, and this may sound weird, I had a lot of passion behind Mickey Mouse, specifically Mickey's story, and like you just point, pointed out, his correlation with Walt Disney, and the, mm -hmm. and and kind of that that synonymous existence where Mickey represents so much of Walt's journey, and my fandom of Disney really originates with Walt's story, you right. know, a, a, a curiosity that just drove him, drove his ambition, and 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 you know made him and 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 his creation into what it is so yeah it's it's an interesting perspective because a lot of people get caught up in like oh my gosh you're mickey mouse you must get to go to disneyland all you want you must be treated like royalty and look i'm not complaining i've had amazing opportunities because of that because of my role but you know, I don't have some ma magic gold pass that gets me whatever I want at Disney. Um, I was, even, that was a question I was going to ask, actually. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not even a Disney cast member. Technically, I'm a contracted talent right. who comes in and does this job when it's needed. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm an honorary cast member and that a lot of the cast members view me as such. And I definitely see myself as one. But yeah, I'm just, you know, I think I think to be in this role, you have to be able to see yourself as this little blip on the radar of something that's mm -hmm. so much bigger. You know, I'm voicing Mickey, but right. on the TV show, there's hundreds of people behind the scenes working on that to bring Mickey to life. At the theme right. parks, the same deal. And, you know, I get to play Mickey right now. I'm the fourth voice. There's already been a fifth voice with Chris Dimentopoulos mm -hmm. in, in the Paul Rudish shorts and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So, you know, in some ways, there's a little tangent there that I'm sharing the, the space with. Um, and there will be somebody who comes in as the main voice of Mickey after me. Um, so you really do have to, to, to kind of look, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be saying what you have to do. This is what I'll say. I hope that whoever has this amazing opportunity after me is able to come into this role and, and be dedicated to this character for reasons that are not some recognition or, or stardom right. or celebrity right. from it, because, you know, I, I do not consider myself a celebrity by any means. Um, I realize that my role has has given me some more notoriety than maybe I would have otherwise. But Mickey Mouse is the celebrity. Let's not make any question about that, right? For sure, um, yeah, totally. I just get to play a part of it. So I would hope that whoever comes in after me is able to understand that too, because it's really it. it look, if I'm being real, this job requires a lot of a lot from you, <laughs> emotionally, physically, yeah. um, time wise, and it, you know. Uh, so if if you're doing it because you think if if you're interested in in doing a job with a character like this because you think it's going to put you on a pedestal and get you access to Club 33, then like all I'm going to say is think again. <laughs> there's, <laughs> like, other, there's other ways the way to make to there's a lot of easier ways to make a lot of money and be able to just afford to like go to Club 33 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out how to make a lot of money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of all of us. I mean, that's, we're yeah. I mean, we're like, how do we get this podcast to send us to Disney regularly? Yeah. It's it's um, hard work. It's just pursuing the things that you love. It's like yeah. I I'm voicing Mickey, but I'm still running my design business. I'm still doing art. I'm still doing all the things that bring me joy because that's what you should be chasing. So anyway, that was a weird tangent, and I'll get off my high horse. No, 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 it works. Here, reality. Here's a fun question. So we just we just wrapped up uh, about a month ago um, a whole series that we did where we interviewed artists from Festival of the Arts. Oh, um, cool. I know that you have, you're part of the Disney gallery. You have some really beautiful, uh, uh work that you've done, including the national parks posters that I just, I'm, oh, I'm a huge you. fan of, um, or canvases or whatever you call them. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, have, you ever, yeah. have you ever participated in the festival of the arts? Is that something that you've ever been invited to or strive to do? Um, I have yet to participate in the festival of the arts. Um, and I, you might be the exclusive here you might have the exclusive here but um i will be officially participating in the next festival of the arts what? awesome so cool how long and and when i don't know yeah. but um yeah you know i've been fortunate enough to have a relationship uh with disney fine arts um and uh, since 
pretty much since my the beginning of my Mickey career. Cool. Um, and I've yet to participate, but mm -hmm. I'm I'm friends with all those artists who do. Um, Tim Rogerson is a big Disney fine artist that uh, participates, and you guys yeah. may have seen. You've mm -hmm. been down there. Tim and I went to school together. Um, cool. We were in the same class in illustration at Ringling College of Art and Design. And we would go to the parks together and we'd be like, man, wouldn't it be so cool to be Disney artists? And he's like prolific now in that field. Um, so proud of him and and, and and envious in some ways because I see his work. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I'm I'm continuing my, my art series. I've got a few more uh, in the National Park series actually in the works. Um, uh, I've, I've got... Uh, unrelated to Disney fine art. I've got some other things in the works that I can't really talk about, but we'll just That's say okay. that yeah. my, my art, my art uh, side is, is really, um, is, it's been great. And I've got a lot of opportunities that you should hopefully see my name in the art, in the Disney art world, a lot more, um, coming up, but yes, festival that. of the arts, um, whenever that is scheduled for the next one, yeah. I plan to be there. Well, um, that. That's so cool. Yeah. Congrats. Um, yeah, yeah. we, 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 uh, we, we interviewed some really cool people, um, like Jason Ratner, Jared Marama, um, yeah. Dom Corona, some of these, some of these bigger names in there. Yeah. Um, and it was just so fun to talk to them, you know, about their passion for, for it. Like for instance, uh, Jared does all of the, uh, Disney baby series art yeah. and yeah. we have like, those books are like coming out of our walls. Uh, we have so many of them <laughs> for our daughter. And like you said, it's like, yeah, he does the art. It's really fun to talk to them and, and to get their perspective and stuff. But at the same time, it's yeah. like, well, it's, it's just Mickey Mouse. You know, it's just Disney. It's, yeah. That's really what it all is. Um, still, and, and it's just someone who's talented that's lended their services yeah. to the, uh, you know, to, to the legacy. So, yeah, um, it's pretty cool really to cool. see how um, how excited people are, you know, and in an uh in a humble way, like, you know, I've had the chance to meet Jared once or twice and I'm a big fan of his work. And it's like, he's just so passionate about what he does. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I thought it was so cool. He, um, he did some art for the, like kind of at the kickoff of the Disney 100, uh, just mm -hmm. to post on social media and, and Bob Iger responded on Twitter about it. And he was just like over the moon. And I was like, that's so cool. We actually that's... interviewed him the day after he got that tweet. Yeah. And the first thing oh, I asked him, I was cool. like, okay, let's talk about this. Cause that's kind of like godlike status that you just got that shout out, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's an awesome. endorsement for sure it really yes. is yeah and so <laughs> once again I'll, i said it on that episode i'll say it again bob if you're listening would love a, you to come on our show um there you go <laughs> that's cool hold on let well, me let me get my call for you right now so, oh <laughs> yeah if you forward me his number that'd be great um okay let's talk about this uh okay. i appreciate everything that you know you've shared with us and stuff but i would love to hear from not brett mickey mouse but just brett the guy Okay. What is your, I want to hear about some of your favorite things in the Disney park. So what is to start your favorite Disney park? It could be in the United States or abroad. Oh gosh. I wish I, I have yet to go abroad um, other than via YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually hoping to get over to the Paris this year. And unfortunately those plans fell through, but favorite park. Um, <clears throat> I think. It's still, even though I said I, I've started to pref, prefer Disney World, I think my favorite part is is going to be Disneyland. Okay. Uh, purely for the nostalgia and the history and the legacy side of it. Um, was there more to your question? Sorry, before I no ramble. Go on, ramble, <laughs> ramble away. Um, I I was going to say, you know, it's interesting. I've I want to say that I've become that old man who prefers to go to a Disney park and just like like just being there and walking mm -hmm. around and getting some good food and experiencing um, the ambiance of it is really my preference. I don't think that has anything to do with my age. I think I've always been that way. <laughs> like I always loved rides. Listen, um, I'm, I'm 30 and uh, I like, uh, I was telling Paige a couple of days ago, I'm like, I would literally go to Disney for free. Like I would literally go do services for free. I'm a photographer and just like photograph the park all day hang out. I won't bother anyone. I won't talk to anyone. I won't yeah. ask for anything. And I will just, I would pay them to do that actually, which is probably a stupid <laughs> thing to say, but I hear I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So I don't think it has anything to no. do with age, just preference. It's not, it's not stupid at all. You know, I, my last visit down there for, and I couldn't even remember what it was for. I was down, I was in magic kingdom for something, or I'm not sorry. I was in Walt Disney world for something, um, uh, unrelated to being in the park. So I can't, gosh, this shows how great my memory is. I don't know why I was there <laughs> or it. where it was, but I was on on property, just not in parks. And the event wrapped up a little bit early and I was able to get a reservation to go into Magic Kingdom and I got over there as quick as I could. It was like, I don't know, 
six o'clock, I think. And all I wanted to do was get on the railroad and ride around Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I got there, unbeknownst to me, the railroad closed at six. So wah, wah. Um, <laughs> I walked so in, early. <laughs> it's so early. It's so early. I've got a bone to pick with, uh, I know <laughs> one of the leads on the railroad now. I'm going to have to yeah. uh, talk about that. Um, but uh, you know what I did? I just walked through Main Street. I was all by myself. And I've never been somebody who likes to travel alone. I, you know, mm -hmm. I prefer to have shared experiences with people. Um, but I just walked around Main Street. And then I found this really quiet spot in Liberty Square. And I sat down and I just watched the fireworks, the first part of the fireworks. Um, and that was great to me. Like, I, I didn't need to go on an attraction. I didn't need to do anything specific. I just needed to, like, be around, see the people, hear the music, look at this, the sights and the sounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was that was great. Great. It was one of my favorite visits. So love that. Yeah, yeah. that we feel the same way. I, just, one of the benefits we don't go all the time. I mean, we. We have a 16-month-old. We have one on the way. We both have full-time jobs. Oh, congrats. Uh, thank thank you. you so much. We're really excited. So um, our last time there was in, in October with our daughter. And one of the okay. things we loved about it was she. we didn't really go on many rides. I mean, we, we did, but we didn't. Like, we had to take turns a lot, you know? Sure. Um, but we just did a lot of, like, sitting around and hanging out in the grassy areas and taking our time. And it, it's yeah. nice. I mean, I'm, I'm not well, – I, I, I've been to Disney enough times in my life to where I don't feel like I'm going to miss anything if I don't go on Space Mountain where I'm there or if I don't yeah. see every show or do everything. So, um, you know, just being able to be there for me is is part of the fun. It's worth the price of admission for me is, Absolutely. The, is, the, is, yeah. is the vibes, you know? And you know what I've been thinking about a lot on the past couple of visits is we call them parks, right? And, and Walt mm -hmm. called it a park. He was creating this park. And it's like, what do you do? Think about like a traditional park. It's it's grass, it's trees, it's flowers. It's maybe got a pond and a bench, and people go there simply to like shut out the noise of the day to day and relax. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and so I think Walt wanted his theme parks to be that as well. You know, right. it just was a place to go and and relax. I don't think you had to go on an attraction mm -hmm. or had to go to a show. Those things are there to enhance the experience for sure. Yeah. But the fact that you can enjoy yourself simply by meandering through i think is a testament to the success mm -hmm. of what walt established with with his his yeah. theme parks you know it's like give me epcot walking around sipping on a good drink and oh my gosh yeah like, to eat, like any day yeah. that sounds great well i, I mean he came in my day like that he came up with with disney on a park bench you know watching his kids do exactly. something uh, relaxing yeah. so yeah that's really cool so disneyland is your favorite park i'm i, I hear you on that pages yeah I mean, Disney, Disneyland, and then probably when I'm at Disney World is Magic Kingdom. And some mm -hmm. people you know, go, oh, come on. But <laughs> it's like, it just, I, I like the, the, yeah, I like everything it is. People, you like what you like. Don't, don't you like shame you other like. people. Yeah. Yes. Haters going to hate. Uh, yeah. My favorite park is also Disneyland for a lot of reasons. Um, even more so now the Galaxy's Edge is there. I'm a huge Star Wars oh, fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a big one for me. And then Paige. Mine is Animal Kingdom. Which is okay. usually people's least favorite park in Walt Disney it's World. It's underrated. Park. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think it's the most relaxing of the parks to your point that you were saying yep. to be able to just go and sit and enjoy and eat and drink. Yeah. And I think Animal Kingdom is the best park for that. I think there's so much to see and do that you don't have to feel like you're rushed. Um, yes. And I love the nature mm -hmm. aspect, the conservation aspect. Mm -hmm. I've always loved those things since I was a little girl. So yeah, that's my favorite park by far. That's plus, awesome. And then there's all the nooks and crannies to go visit. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, like Animal right. Kingdom is a park where you turn a corner and you're like, I have never seen this little rock outcropping and plant situation, yes. right? Yeah. Or this little path. I've never gone this path. way. I've yeah. taken that path, but I've not right. done this exactly. one. Right. Yeah. 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 Love it. Plus how, no cute them, plus how cute are the Mickey and Minnie that you meet? Yeah. You know, oh, their little yes. outfits. Little um, safari yeah. outfits. We took our daughter to go meet them. And, and uh, I, I sort of felt bad, but I didn't. She was 10 months old at the time when we took her, which uh, I highly recommend taking an infant to Disney. It's so much fun. Maybe not yeah. your first Maybe not your first time, but if you are a regular, <laughs> definitely yeah. go. If you're an experienced, um, yes. One yes. thing that I learned with taking an infant and a, cast, a couple of cast members informed us of this is if you have a, a cute little baby... Um, all babies are cute, but if you have a little baby, uh, the characters will take a enormous amount of time to just be with that little baby. So like we wow. were in the room with them for much longer than other people because like Minnie was playing peekaboo with her and she wanted to like feel their noses and touch their hands and everything. Yeah. Um, and then we went to, where did we get dinner? Why am I forgetting the name of it? 
Tusker House. We went to Tusker House for dinner and all the characters came by and we got like, you know, Donald, Daisy, Mickey, Minnie all like circled around our table, you know, three or four times just to see her. And Goofy did like peekaboo and stuff and uh, yeah. and, and like fell on the ground. And it was it was just so much fun. So That's awesome. um, it's a great park. Um, speaking of Goofy, I did see recently that you were at the park with the great uh, Bill Farmer. Yes. Do you guys Bill. go to the parks a lot together and hang out? Because he seems I mean, talk about a legend, right? Oh, Bill is the epitome of a legend and especially a Disney legend. He's one of my closest friends, um, mentors. He's just a sweetheart. He is everything you want the guy who voices mm-hmm. Goofy to be. Yeah. Um, that comes with a great sense of humor. And and even he'll say, you know, a bit of clumsiness at times. He calls it the goofy <laughs> curse. Yeah. Where uh, he's he's prone to, to, to spilling drinks or tripping or falling <laughs> off a ladder into rose bushes while putting Christmas lights up. True story. It's happened to him. Oh, my gosh. That but sounds no, like something Goofy would do. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny. When I first was cast as Mickey, the um, SVP of character voices at the time said to me, now, when you meet everybody all your castmates, you're going to find out that everyone's a little bit like their character. Um, and it's very true. <laughs> that, that's all I'll say. Very true. The only thing uh, I would say about that is I can't imagine Jim Cummings being anything like Pete. Um, <laughs> like Winnie the Pooh and Pete are like the polar opposites. Well, <laughs> You don't have to respond testament. to that. but yeah. No, it's a testament to Jim's um, amazing talent. He is, he is, you know, he's prolific. I'll just yeah, say this. Yeah. And um, uh, he's a sweetheart, but... I have no doubt that Jim could probably tap if, if necessary, he could probably tap into some of Pete's um, more um, boisterous uh, Fair characters. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah, I don't think he's, he's gonna, you know, be a total jerk uh, <laughs> like Pete, but um, maybe no, a little he, like, maybe a little like Mickey Mouse clubhouse mischief. Exactly. Everything yeah, he does exactly. is like, I just, I just, I just wanted friends. That's all. I just want people to like me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always like, now, Pete, we're all trying to be our best selves. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Every time you do that, I just, like, smile. So that's oh. awesome. That's so <laughs> well, much I'm fun. Using you guys. I'm using you technically because I'm warming up for my session after this. So Perfect. just making okay, sure. We'll, take it. well, well I, know, I, <laughs> I know time is, is fairly limited. So I'm going to ask you the next thing about parks. What is okay. your favorite uh, ride in any Disney property? Oh, gosh. I'm I'm the worst with these questions. I feel like I disappoint everybody. But... um. <laughs> Like if I was to be completely honest, my favorite ride or attraction is always going to be the railroad, whether mm-hmm. that's Disneyland or Magic Kingdom, followed very quickly after by Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, those are perfect I answers. They're you know to me those are quintessential Disney parks attractions. They're original stories. They're immersive. They're entertaining. They're they're just all the things you know. It's like I and I know that we've we've Disney has achieved amazing um, attractions since those, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is probably it's a masterpiece (laughs) master. Absolutely. Hands down masterpiece. It's incredible. And I love it. I can't go on it more than once and thinking about going on it more than once turns my stomach and like (laughs) just is not a good thing when we were there for the uh, press event for that. um. We wrote it, I think, four times back to back, somewhat back to back, not like right away, but, you know, in a short amount of time. And then um, my husband and friends wanted to go on it a fifth time. And I sat out. I was like, I can't. Yeah. I love it. but I can't like I'll just it'll ruin my day. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, back to Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. I just think like that kind of was a, a threshold that was set um, where the Imagineers really kind of figured out what. Disney land and Disney parks were going to be. Um, I think they're amazing. I also love, I'm somewhat embarrassed to admit this, the American adventure. I cannot go to Epcot and not okay. sit through the American adventure. I love it. I love I, I've it actually, so I've actually never done that one. Ah, to be honest. I have to go. <laughs> I know. I know. I will. You're next missing time. out. Are you calling mm-hmm. yourself an American? Come on. I know. <laughs> Marks fan. Um, so I, we invited that, you on the show, and then I I just disappointed you. So that's, it's fine. I said, <laughs> I'll think about that all day. Not, well, maybe I take it back. I'm a little bit judgmental. I'll probably judge you less for your Mickey impression than I do for you never going. On yeah. The <laughs> right. 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 Um, um, no, I those just, are I love, those are great rides. It's like, it, it's um to me that's like the uh, it's 
it's the origin of it's like Epcot nostalgia. It's mm -hmm. just this like show that's all animatronics, which I would love. I'm still begging for a backstage tour. I just want to see how it's done. Um, and uh, yeah, you just sit down and watch animatronics basically tell the story of our country. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I love it so much. No, that's amazing. That's really cool. Um, awesome. So here's here's another question, not really parks related, but just kind of all Disney related. Uh, what's your favorite, if you have one, uh, Disney film? Ooh, that is so tough. Um, because I'm a fan of like everything from the beginning. I think mm -hmm. I think Snow White is it goes without saying a masterpiece like the artistry behind it is incredible and when you when you watch you know I, th I think i remember when i was no longer a kid just watching these things as cartoons and i was able to see the artistry behind it and you understand everything walt and his his studio put into that film it's beautiful um same goes for bambi i i i had a trip to um the walt disney animation research library which houses like their archives and mm -hmm. um when they pulled out this this flat file with backgrounds from Bambi that are painted on oil paintings, painted on glass, I I literally was like choking back tears. It was so beautiful. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and then from like a purely fan perspective, um, probably because of my age and the era I grew up in, um, Aladdin kind of still holds yeah. true for my favorites. Um, I was obsessed with that film. I'd come home, I'd put on the soundtrack, I'd sit at my drawing table, and I'd draw the characters. I had all the books. Uh, the art of books and I would collect every piece of merchandise. I mean, I had like little plastic figures and bookmarks and collectible prints. Like I had everything from that. That's film. awesome. Um, cool. Yeah. So, but, but I even love like, you know, Moana. Mm -hmm. So great. Still that sing those songs. Is, all yes, around. That movie's on at yeah. our house 10 times a day. Yeah. Yeah. And Ponto, yeah. like was so surprised. Yes. I knew nothing about that film going into it. And I walked out being like, I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just, there's so many and then those are just animations i mean i didn't mm -hmm. even think about live action but um yeah i i'm a fan of a lot <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh it's hard not to be a fan of a, especially for me like the animated stuff I'm, i have mixed feelings about the live action stuff but that's for a separate time um sure, but I, sure. the animated stuff to me is just so quintessential to to what yeah. the studio is all about so um yeah. you know whether it's even like a pixar film or um yeah you know some of the weird uh, films that, that don't really get as much recognition like treasure planet or something like all of them are oh, just sure. they have their own kind of magic to them that's that's fun yeah. to watch and and when you Absolutely. revisit them it may not be like your favorite but it's still like oh yeah this was this yeah. gets this gets it done this is a good movie you know true it's very true yeah and i feel like the way that you picked movies from different eras too it's i feel like each era has a favorite because they're also different like you were saying some yeah. of the older films it's the mm -hmm. artistry behind it and all of the stuff that went into making that and then there's the nostalgia from the era where we grew up in and so like for me um the lion king was when i was little, oh, yeah. and so that is one of my favorite films because of that nostalgia the same way aladdin is for you when you're growing yep. up with a film so and then the yeah. modern ones like moana and encanto each era sort of has like a different reason that we love it and cling to it mm -hmm. yeah no for one, sure one of the fun things for us with disney parks and disney films and stuff Spage <clears throat> and i we, we started going to disney the year we got married um well together like we started going okay the year we yeah. got married together and we've been every year since um awesome. and so uh, it was great you know it was its own kind of thing we went to go see the films together we did it but now that we have a kid and then another one coming. It's like everything has just changed so dramatically for us with the way that we yeah. view it. It's almost like everyone kind of says when you have kids, you know, everything changes and you get to see things through their perspective. But now that's like completely 100% true for us. Um, for some reason, we were kind of anti-Frozen for a while when we were, you know, just <laughs> just us. No reason. We just were like, it's sure. not for us at all. Not for you. Um, yeah. And uh, we play the soundtrack all the time because our daughter loves it. Like we were literally at Disney on Ice two, three weeks ago up in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, and it was like, you know, all the princesses find your hero, whatever. And, and like, it was, yeah. it was great. You know, now we have like this yeah. whole, like renewed sort of, uh, commitment to films that maybe as adults, we, we wouldn't have normally loved, but now it's because it resonates so hard with our daughter. It, it just, yeah. it, it has a different kind of, uh, different kind of feel to it. So it's, it's a total perspective <laughs> shift, which is really interesting. And, you know, I don't have 
kids. My husband and I don't have kids, but we have lots of nieces and nephews. Yeah. And after I keep referencing this last weekend's trip, but after we left, I said, I think we finally figured out how to do the perfect Disney trip. And it's bringing our family and it's bringing mm-hmm. those, those kids because yeah. it does awaken something that, you know, maybe didn't go dormant in you, but, you know, you just like look, we're all adults. And and even if you love a Disney park, you go there and you're in adult mode where it's like, I got to get this cream cheese filled pretzel and I got to mm-hmm. get on this attraction yeah. and then I have to see the show. And you start yeah. thinking of all that stuff. But then when you're with a kid and the kid's just like, but I, I want to go on Dumbo or Small World is my favorite ride. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't even have thought to go on Small World. Yeah. Um, but that perspective, uh, actually, you speak of Frozen. I'll tell a little little sidetrack story. But we walked into Disneyland, and you see the, the beautiful, majestic Matterhorn Mountain, oh, right? My favorite, yeah. Steel Coaster, 1959. And uh, my little niece innocently goes, wow, look, it's Elsa's Mountain. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, the sad thing is, give it 10 years, and it probably will be. Oh, um, I, I, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Oh. <laughs> But, you know, again, you see it from their perspective and you're like, okay, like she has no idea what the Matterhorn Mountain is. Right. Um, she just associates but, it with what she knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what she knows. So, yeah. yeah. That's so really funny. Cool yeah. So like our daughter, she, um, <clears throat> she, she, she's got like this really pretty calming voice, you know, a little, little baby girl voice. But whenever she sees Mickey or Minnie, I'm going to try to do it justice. She will point, her whole body will tense up and she'll be like, oh, man. For Minnie, or she'll be like, she'll be like, Mick for Minnie, for Mickey, and um, she does it like all the time. We saw, I don't, we were at, I don't remember what it is, but like, we, anytime I see something, it's like, oh, we were in um, uh, Maine a couple of weeks ago, and okay. we would see like lighthouses and things, and she just associated it with the castles. So she would see it and oh. point out the window and just go, man. I'm like, kind of. Yeah, sort of, you know, there's magic everywhere, even in old lighthouses, I guess. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's the weenie of Maine, right? Uh, Was it John Hench who said the the castle's the weenie of the park? You need a weenie. And so I guess everyone's, well, okay. You know what? I'm going, I'm going to a place we shouldn't go. I'm not going to say what I was thinking. That's okay. Our our show's like kind of, you know, (laughs) that's cool. Um, You wanted, you wanted Brett, Brett and not Mickey Brett. Well, you almost got him. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) After dark episode. Yeah. Um, all right. I feel like I should try my hands at a Mickey impersonation. Because like do. this That's is a once a, this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. This is your one yeah. shot. This is a, I'll give you some I'll give you some pointers for I what love it's that. Worth. Let's do it. Okay. 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 Here we go. I'm really nervous. I'm actually like really nervous. I won't look. I won't look. Okay. <laughs> hey everybody, it's me, Mickey Mouse. Whoa. What'd you think? I'm it, honestly, it's not terrible. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I told Paige, I was like, be, be brutal with me. Tell me like the app. Don't be my nice wife. Just tell me. She's like, no, it, I wouldn't get it confused, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> um, well, Paige, you are a discerning fan. Then I will say that there are some fans who are not that discerning because I've even <laughs> done the voice for people and they go, That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or my favorite is like, Oh, my grandpa can do that. I'm like, But can he? not the yeah. same no um yeah here here's what i'll here's the advice i'll give you which is okay. and you may have already seen this interview but there's a great interview with wayne allwine and he's talking this is when he, they're in production for um mickey's christmas carol back in the mm-hmm. early 80s and um he's talking a little bit about mickey's voice and he goes he says mickey's voice is a falsetto and it sits mm-hmm. right in the middle so you know because with a falsetto you can talk up here you can talk down here but Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse is right in the middle, and that's where you find those nice round tones, and you get a little bit of control, and you can get really excited or really low. But it still gives you a place to go. And 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 what I heard is you you went for that high place, which mm-hmm. is typical and normal. But a lot of people live in that high place. So if you can if you can learn to control your falsetto to get to a more middle ground, which is kind of in between the speaking and the mm-hmm. falsetto, then you'll probably find that you're a lot more dynamic. And uh, Paige might might get confused then <laughs> that's the goal i love i i sometimes i tell Paige like i would love to be a voice actor you know i see people like um and obviously you but like some people who who do it you know who do so many different voices right um yeah like one i think of just of course is like mark hamill who is so famous for like everyone's like oh, that's luke skywalker but i'm like yeah but it's also so many other characters and stuff you yes. know 
Um, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's cool to, it's such a cool thing to do. And you don't have to be a certain age to do it either, which is fun. No, um, I mean, that's the benefit, right? You know, you can, you can have a face that's made for radio. <laughs> you know, no one's going to judge you if you start getting yeah. more lines or wrinkles on your face. Um, yeah, I, you know, a lot of times I feel a little bit, I don't want to, I don't want this to go on record as saying this, but you know, sometimes I feel like a fraud because I'm sure. a voice actor, but I voice Mickey. Um, I, I've, I've yet to really voice any other kid. You know, I've done some like small bit parts for different um, episodes we're working on, but um, other than Mickey, I don't have like a main character that I'm known for. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and that's intentional on my part in that for me, it was, you know, one, this opportunity to be a part of the legacy, like I shared and something I was really passionate about. But um, two, I really strove to maintain my artistic side because I went mm -hmm. to school for illustration and graphic design and I started my career in that. And I never wanted that to go away completely. So Mickey has afforded me the ability to do have the best of both worlds. Truthfully, yeah. it's like I get to voice Mickey, but then I also get to maintain being an artist and designer. And 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 thanks to Mickey, I've had a lot of those Disney connections um, mm -hmm. established. Uh, but yeah, there are there are heavy hitters in the voiceover industry that are just so crazy you mentioned jim cummings i mean yeah oh i look up to him so much i'm like man he is so talented bill farmer too you know it's like yeah he's more than like a tress mcneil right i mean she does tress, so tress is amazing things. as She's, well uh, oh yeah and and i can say honestly these people that you're talking about like even just this morning or i was watching ted lasso uh <laughs> last night and uh cory burton no, spo no spoilers no spoilers, but in the, in the latest episode, there's a bit and Corey Burton did some voiceover for it. And I was mm -hmm. like, that man's a genius too. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm so, I feel so fortunate. And, and sometimes I don't, don't believe that I actually know these people and I, mm -hmm. I get to call them colleagues and they've been so generous and so kind to me, um, which is amazing to see. I was, I was going someplace and I lost my train of thought, but um, yeah, the, these voiceover people, they're, you know, pure talent. It's, it's yeah. incredible. Well, um, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Um, we've really appreciated this, and I know that our, our listeners will also um, really appreciate hearing from you from kind of a different perspective. Um, I hope so. so. Again, thank you so much for for joining us. This has been so much fun. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm I'm happy to come back anytime. Let's let's talk theme parks. Think of some more questions for me. Okay. Oh, absolutely. That sounds good. All right, Brad. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much, Brett, for taking time to join us on the show. We had such a fun time interviewing you and talking to you about uh, your love for the parks and and uh, your experiences there. Thank you also to our sponsors, Deep Cut. Um, you can use the code TPA10 at their checkout for 10% off your first order. And of course, we are also affiliates with the Magic Candle Company, and you can use the code the Parks Academy, all one word at checkout for 15% off your order. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we are on theparksacademypod.com. And you can also support us on Patreon as well for bonus content, extra information, um, and also early releases of our show. Uh, finally, we just wanted to say that if you would be willing to um, rate, review, and, and subscribe to the show online, that'd be awesome. Um, reviews go a long way, and we really appreciate them. Uh, we'd be more than happy as well to uh, read them on air. So uh, let us know when you, when you do a review, and we'll be sure to uh, read that for you and, and, and spread the word and, and share that. Uh, thanks again so much, everyone, for listening. We, 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 we cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate all of our subscribers and our listeners and uh, all of you who help make the show possible. And we will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.